follow us on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows. You will have to enter that in because the fact that we are adult content means that we have agreed to make ourselves unsearchable on their website. My name is Elle and I'm a sex educator. My name is Jen and I'm a private investigator. We want to learn more about ourselves. I'm like the boring vanilla one over here that's like, I don't do anything, but I'm, cu- I'm curious. And the fact that we're both sex workers means that we have insight into things taboo. Trigger warning, if you're easily upset by this stuff, maybe take a break. I have a feeling this is going to be weird. Sex and politics make for some very strange bedfellows. So how has work been lately, Jen? Well, um, in, <laughs> God, I've no, had, just go off. Yeah. So, of course, it's always when you're broke and desperate for money and you're just circling the drain. Right. I've been forced to pick up some more dancing shifts because, you know, the, the usual wrestle with my funding agency and all that on being late for paying us. So um, anyway, yesterday I go to work and. First customer of the day, first stage set of the day, comes in and he's like, I want to dance from you. Nice. Um, nice, right? I've got, you know, cause I, I've got that sleazy sex en- energy on me, you know, lately. So I'm like, cool, let's make some money. Wait, we, what? You got sleazy sex energy? Yeah, I that sleazy sex energy happening, you know. Oh, you have good positive uh, sexual vibes happening right yes, now. So people that, are attracted to you. Yes, people yeah. want to throw money at it. You got to reframe that. So uh, anyway, I go, we go back to do a dance and he's like, oh, how much are dances? I, and I was like, they're 40 a song. And, um, or three for a hundred. And he's like, oh, I only got 20 bucks out of the ATM machine. And against my better judgment, I was like, okay, he was really nicely dressed. And and I was like, okay, you can go up after, you know, and let's just start, let's just start the song, you know, Mm -hmm. like get this done. There's Mm -hmm. not only three girls work on opens at my club. So I don't have much time to talk about to this talk stuff. about it well he wants another dance and then another dance and ends up getting three for a hundred and then so when we get off stage he goes to the atm machine and then comes back with this big song and dance about how the atm machine is broken and won't give him any you know like the 80 bucks he owes me right um he's like well maybe you can help me and we go over there and i'm like oh look the problem is is that you have 12 dollars in your checking account Jesus and he goes oh, that's Christ. not possible like i'm like well it's possible because i'm standing here looking (sighs) at this with you and he goes look i live across the street here's my id hands me this old fucking id right it's not even a driver's license he goes i'm just gonna run across the street and go get money i'll be right back you've got my id and I'm like, what can I do at this point? I'm like, okay. Sure. Yeah. But exactly. you know what? When we were chatting in the back, he was like, oh, so what are you, uh, so what's your story? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I, I just do this on the weekends. You know, I got a, I got a day job during the week. And he didn't ask me what I fucking do. Nice. <laughs> um, so what I did do, so even though this was obviously his, some crappy old expired ID, and I think he had planned to do this, it was him, and I do have his name I found his date of birth. Yeah, everything. So I'm going to take him to small claims court. First, I'm going to call. I found out where he works. So I'm going to call his boss. I'm going to try to find him there. John's going to love um, this story. I think you know, everyone so loves I'm gonna, this story. You know, like, so I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to fucking take him to small claims court because you stole my labor. Yeah. You stole my labor from me. And like, <sighs> I'm poor. I needed, I needed that. Yeah. I need that money. And I wouldn't have done it. And it, it feels like it, it feels like a gross assault because you're like, ew, I just did this and I get nothing that I thought I yeah, was. Yeah, I'm on. livid, and even more, I suspect, I really think that it was premeditated. It's, it kind of sounds you know? like it was. It, it was, yeah, what a little scammer. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna dress nice. Well, yeah, I see that he's uh, in the middle of a big custody dispute with his ex-wife, so I'll also be giving her a call too. Oh my god. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. Oh Seriously. Um, so there's a couple things interesting to me as I'm listening to this. It definitely sounds like this was premeditated or just like everything just fell into place for him. But it is a lie to believe that well-dressed men have money. And like we know that. But we still get tricked into into thinking it like this could 
this could be evidence, but no. And that's such a lie. And I've heard guys tell, let me, let me give you a tip. Cause you're a new dancer. Look for the guys with the nice watch or shoes. No, absolutely not. Because people that look like they literally crawled out of a dumpster sometimes will give me, I think all right. the money they have on them. So it's more lucrative to the worker. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, it, it, it is in a, in a bit of a way. I'm like, you know, my greed got the best of me. When you're desperate, you take risks that it's you not wouldn't. Greed. He was sh- greedy. Yeah, right. He well, was, he was being greedy, greedy. But I should have, I should have insisted on money up front. Like as soon as he pulled out twenty, said, "Oh, I thought the prices have changed. Mm-hmm. I only got twenty bucks out of the ATM machine." I should have then been like. Okay, well, let's take a walk. Right. I should have done it then, but I was in such a rush to get that money and keep him in Mm -hmm. there because, you know. Scarcity drives impulse and emotion, like feelings of scarcity. Yeah, and risk risk taking behavior, you know, Mm -hmm. and I took a a poor risk, but Mm -hmm. you know what? So did he. Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you. Because I don't think he realizes like, even my boss, uh, so my boss works behind the bar during the day and we were just like talking to him like, what the fuck, you know, like just happened. And he was definitely just like, man, he picked the wrong, the wrong one. Well, I I feel really, (laughs) you know what, there's a belief that I have that wherever and this makes me feel better. I'm like, for every asshole that's going to rip me off, there's going to be someone generous who wants to make my day. So if you would like to contribute to Jen's day. <laughs> right. <you're- laughs> Go to Patreon and subscribe to our show. That'll be the best way you can contribute to my day. There you go. Patreon.com forward slash strange yes. bedfellows. Um, well, you sharing your story um, teaches lots, lots of new strippers listen to this show, actually. And I hear that because I get feedback from them. And, and trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Get the money um, first. Get the money up front. And you know what? Demand. You do have recourse. You don't. You know, I don't want to take shit lying down. There's plenty of ways. Like, so I found this guy and all his info. Like, I didn't have to do a fancy database search. I didn't have to do any. You know, like, if you're tenacious, mm-hmm. if you can g- insist on seeing their ID. Mm-hmm. You can get their name, mm-hmm. you can find them, and you can call them, and you can get your money back. But don't take it laying down. We provide a service, and that's a theft of a service right there. So, <laughs> if you want um, consulting on how to do this, contact Jen through our... <laughs> I have some tricks to find yeah, people y- that are, you know... You'll have to pay Jen for this little <laughs> consultation. So again, it's a trade of money, but write to us. Pillow Talk at strangebedfellowspdx.com. Subject line, Jen, help me. <laughs> Because that's not alarming at all when we open the email. Um, have you heard of speaking of that? I'm sorry that happened to you. It's a good reminder for us and it'll come back around. The money will come back around. I certainly hope so. It I mean, will. it is what it is. But Speaking of men ripping off sex workers, have you heard of Thought Audit? I have. That's been making the rounds all over my Facebook and my Instagram for the last week or so. Mm-hmm. It's just like another mean-spirited do you you want to explain yeah what it is hashtag thought audit um that's pissed off dudes mostly dudes i think they're all dudes or like angry ex-girlfriends of men who cheated on them or hooked up with a sex worker or something or like girl who sells snaps anyway it's pissed off dudes posting personal information of women who do sex work primarily selling snapchat um, or claiming that they're going to get them audited by the IRS. No one can get, okay. I mean, it's shitty and fucking horrible that people do this, but but it's hard to It's hard do. to get someone audited. Also, too, I will say one of the, oh, this is so fucking awful, um, one of the only tiny upside of Trump so far underfunding all the government agencies is that IRS also finds themselves... <laughs> in the same oh boat. like and lacking money have, to have the they resources. don't have the resources to go after people like they did even though however i've heard that he's directed them not to go that the dire- new directives are kind of not to go after large companies and to try to go after low audit low-income people interesting now but um um but i yeah i, I wouldn't I yeah wouldn't worry don't, about it those don't stress ass- about it i would worry more about these people just posting um personal info like your name like your name where people can find you yeah you you have more to worry about from stalkers than you do the irs yeah it's pretty difficult to report someone um you need their full legal government name you need their address you probably need their social security number um 
there's a bunch of different forms. It's like form 3949A is to report a business or individual of violating kickbacks, false deductions, failure to pay, or 14157 is an abusive tax scheme. Um, I think a lot of the dickheads that are posting are just doing this to really upset and scare people. And it's working. Yeah, because working. Yeah, one young lady... Um, call her Vanessa but there's like a screenshot of the exchange like what's your snapchat and she tells him and she tells him the price and he says congrats you're getting audited you know ho or whatever <laughs> as if this little fuck boy in his mom's basement like wherever he is popping well, his zits has that kind of power I mean people people are smart and people are scary and yeah. some incels are good at computer stuff so uh, but primarily like don't worry about it ladies and gentlemen so you can actually, because Twitter recently kicked off this notorious turf slash swerf, uh, Megan E. Murphy. Um, she has a website. Where with do the, I know that name from? She has a website with oh. the word feminist in it. And I'm not going to list the whole website. You guys can look it up if you want to give her the Google ad hits. Um, but it's all, it's been like five or so years of just like, writing why trans people aren't real and why they're harmful and bad and just like ignoring like the science we have and the social information we have. She also hates sex workers. So she's just, she sounds fucking delightful. Yeah. (laughs) She's so Twitter actually just kicked her off for violating their terms of service because in their updated terms of service, you can't target um, groups, marginalized groups with hate speech with the purpose of, uh, you can't misgender people. You can't use their dead name, which is the what someone maybe the name they were given, but after they transition, don't use mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so that's now in their terms of service. You can't do that. You can't out people. Uh, and so I, I googled I googled her name, and I saw some of these other um, swerf and turf accounts or like websites saying this is a violation of freedom of speech, and it's like. No, but like constitutionally, this is Twitter's a private company. Yeah, I mean, you can go, you can stand out in your front yard and say whatever ugly shit you want to all day long, but. Right. Freedom of speech in America means that ideally we're not being jailed or imprisoned because we have a differing opinion, like what happened in Saudi Arabia that killed that journalist. You know, in theory, that doesn't happen yet in America. Trump would love for that to happen. He would love for journalists, him to just do whatever he, you know, control the media. Uh, so anyway, as far as thought audit, um, have you ever read any parts of the book, The Art of War? <laughs> um, a little bit of it. There was the other one, um, usually comes, uh, recommended when I got, it was like the 48 rules of power or 48 laws of power. That was like recommended to tag as an accompaniment. By, yeah. Yeah. So Sun Tzu, The Art of War was written, uh, over 2000 years ago and a lot of military strategists and leaders used it as a guide as to how to engage with the enemy uh, for, I don't know, a thousand ish years. <laughs> Chinese history is not my strong suit, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> but the document itself is over 2000 years old. However, um, I was shown this by my martial arts instructor. And one of the things they taught me that I've mentioned before is if you are engaging with an enemy or a perceived enemy, um, trust is the best thing that that you can get them to have in you because when you gain someone's trust I mean they really let you in so with sex work how often maybe do you encounter somebody that you see as like absolutely vile but you're like okay if I can just tolerate or maneuver around this all of these like landmines in this person I can make money so how do we do that um (laughs) I came across some of these uh, it's so much more psychological than we get credit for. Let me see what I circled. Um, in terms of chapter weaknesses and strengths, <laughs> probe him. They mean the enemy enemy <laughs> probe him and learn where his strength is abundant and where deficient. So in terms of that, asking someone questions about maybe what they do for work or their family, but in a very neutral way, like what's your industry is something I will ask. It's a very neutral way of saying like, what do you do for a living? Um, and, and people often feel comfortable like answering. They're like, oh, I'm in medical or I'm in sales instead of me saying, where do you work? And they're like, ah, that feels invasive. So I will approach people in a much more neutral way to where I don't appear as nosy, but they can still unload as much as they want. So the person who starts telling me, 
where they work, how many kids they have, where their kids go to school. Like obviously this person doesn't have good boundaries, but I'm like, wow, they really like have a potential to attach. So I know if someone's Mm. giving me a lot of personal information, I'll give them a couple nuggets that they feel is personal information. And now they think we're bonding, you know, whether or not I like this person. Um, I had a guy the other day who was like, yeah, you can't really drive a Lambo in Portland without Antifa tagging it or something. There you go. And I was like (laughs) thinking like only if you're a dickhead. And then he's like, well, who cares about politics anyway? Politics don't affect me. So boring. Anyway, what do you do? (laughs) Oh, God, he sounds horrible. He was horrible. And I was like made hardly any money that night. And I made 200 in 20 minutes because I just navigated this asshole, Mm. you know, and if I was a baby dancer and he was like, politics is dumb. It's boring. I would have been like, no, it's so important because no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd avoid that. Like, I don't want to know their fucking politics. They're usually awful. Yeah. And that's the point is like. <laughs> and I need to make money. And if you are in a position where your pride comes up against what you can earn, swallow your fucking pride. It doesn't matter what the enemy actually thinks of you. You're trying to learn about them. <laughs> Seriously. Right. And also, you should get a sick little thrill um, over taking some, like, GOP dipshit's money and spending it, I don't know, like, at a sex-positive store. <laughs> like, right. Spending it on some lib stuff, you know? Right. Um, let's see. One able to gain the victory by modifying their tactics in accordance with the enemy situation may be said to be divine. Says be like water. Water has no constant form. There are in war no constant conditions. So with your hustle, sometimes you're gonna be one girl, sometimes you're gonna be another. I suggest looking through the art of war if you're anybody who engages in sales or sex work. Attention service and sex industry workers. Seeking Space Yoga is dedicated to providing a holistic option for after your shift with new 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. class times. Seeking Space is rooted in empathy and they've combined creative flows and experienced teachers to provide a safe, inviting space for any and all wishing to find peace on the mat. Need a little motivation? They are offering 10% off on all memberships and packages for those in the industry. Visit SeekingSpaceYoga.com or download the Seeking Space Yoga app for more information and a full list of class times. If you're looking to jazz up a jacket, bag, or just your fine self, our friends at Gimme Flare have everything you could possibly need. Gimme Flare is the largest online retailer of pins and patches that range from the cute and sweet to the snarky and slutty. They are sex positive, queer friendly, and aim to crush mental health stigma, all with fun flair from around the globe. Check out gimmeflare.com to browse items from over 250 plus artists. Strange Bedfellows is also brought to you by Black Bulb Podcast. If you've ever wondered about the deeper meaning behind some of today's art, why not hear from the artists themselves? Your hosts, Alex and Ben, collect influential artists of the West Coast to discover how they seek inspiration, how they handle mental health, and how to make a living as an artist in today's digital world. All discussed on Black Bulb Podcast. That's black like the color and bulb like a light bulb. So we were talking about sex work as being an art of war. I've been doing some consulting with uh, a client who is a bit younger than me and it's confidence coaching, actually. Okay. I wouldn't say consulting. I would say coaching. I've been doing some coaching and one of the things my client and I had talked about recently but I also find using a lot when I'm specifically at the club but whether you're walking through the restaurant looking for a sugar daddy or walking through the club floor just trying to appear relaxed do you ever tweak your body language like do you ever realize you're sitting maybe really aggressively yeah I do um I have to watch my face yes I have a naturally angry looking face (laughs) and I'll be and I stare off also stare off into space a lot and then we'll realize that I'm like probably look like I'm aggressively hard staring people and when I'm really just not out to lunch you know and I have to like correct that also my posture okay I tend to fold into myself like sub 
consciously you know so mm-hmm. i always have to especially like in business you know and like more like professional situations i like try to Mm-hmm. sit up straight mm-hmm. yeah the professional is psychological and then we forget that when we're not in a quote professional setting we think the psychological like goes away but it doesn't like the majority of communication is nonverbal. so the way you carry yourself we know this from speaking in previous guests like the way you actually carry yourself informs your brain about how you feel so I'll find myself in a loop of like hunching and feeling bitter and then just like shrinking and feeling more and more bitter. I'm like, why is no one coming over to talk to me? (laughs) Because I don't look pleasant. I don't look relaxed. So I'll be so, oh my God, I wanted to just drink until I blacked out the other night because the crowd was stressing me out so bad. And I was like, no, we're going to use some of the practices we preach. So let's start doing some nice breaths of four and holding my chest up. And this is stuff a lot of baby dancers also don't think about. Because you'll see him just like schlepping around, like stomping through the club. And I'm like, girl, lift your fucking back up. You're hunched. Your walk. You know what? You're a baby stripper. Like just practice how you walk. Not your stage walk. Practice how you walk. Mm. How you walk through the club. I mean, people are also watching you when you're not on stage. Stompy walk. Don't don't be a pony. Don't be like one of the ponies. Oh, I, sorry. I had these roommate once, her and her sister. I call them the pony sisters because they sounded like horses running through the apartment. Like, don't be don't be that way. Don't be loud on purpose. Well, just don't stomp. Don't stomp around. Like, try to walk nice because people will notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes some effort. It takes some core work, but... Mm-hmm. People will notice a nice walk. Mm-hmm. People will notice a nice walk. And people will notice a nice expression on your face, too. Instead of like texting your boyfriend again, angrily, like hunched over and be like, I'm not making any money. And it's like, well, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we had. Oh, yeah. So I have an advanced digital copy of Janet Hardy's newest book on kink. And I picked this one. Well, also because Janet Hardy's awesome. We've talked about her before in this updated in the second edition of The Ethical Slut, which is the book that Janet is best known for. uh, They there's a bunch of new activities and like updates on legislation and things that have happened since the book was originally published like 20 years ago. Um, And it's also updated. um, Janet says something about their gender presentation having changed through time. So I'll say she or they. And I just felt that was worth mentioning. This book is called, (laughs) this is so for you, The Sexually Dominant Woman, An Illustrated Guide for Nervous Beginners. (laughs) The forward is by Midori, which is another famous kink person. Look her up. Oh, isn't she in the rope video Mm -hmm. that came out? She's very, yes. Everybody was. Her background, a lot of rope, Mm -hmm. a lot of bondage. So there's the general disclaimer that's in here. If you're doing kink, it carries an inherent risk of physical and or emotional injury. All right. So we have chapters, contents. Let's choose. We have between sex, control, sensation, bondage. What kind of dom do you want to be? Why don't you pick one, Jen? How about the first one? Sex? Yes. Okay. Let's just go for sex. Let's just just go go for sex. So when Janet wrote The Ethical Slut, it was the first, if if not the first, I think it was the first, one of the first books on uh, non-monogamy. So uh, they also have a book on topping, a book on bottoming. Uh, let's see. Try asking them, how will you know that you're pleasing me? Some partners might want to hear compliments about how well they're performing their service. Others, on the other hand, want to be told how inadequate they are, as long as they deep inside know that they really aren't inadequate. Some may mean that they want to give you an orgasm. Giving them the, quote, wrong kind of feedback is a surefire recipe for scene gone sour. So she's talking about dynamics here in uh, submissive, service submissive partner scenes. So let's see. Do you know? Think of think of your current uh, <laughs> my current your situation. current flame. Yeah. What do you think? What kind of feedback do you think they want to hear? Have you delved into that? 
I mean, a little bit. We, we, we like sexed a lot. I mean, it's just because it's such a like teenage word. I feel like really too old to be like sexting somebody. It just sounds so like, can we create millennial lifetime movie? You know, (laughs) we are sexting the enemy or some shit, you know, (laughs) instead of Julia Roberts is sexting sexting the the enemy. Did you ever see Sleeping with the Enemy? Yes. It's a horrible movie about domestic violence. <laughs> I saw that when I was in middle school. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was terrible. I'm, I'm not saying the movie is horrible. I'm saying the domestic violence. That was some dark portrait. I don't remember the movie. Anyway, um, yeah, sexting. Can we think of a different term for sexting? No, I mean, it really is really. a pretty good descriptor for what it is. But yeah. anyway, I've been doing that with this fellow that I'm, um, that I'm having a thing with, and I think um, he seems to be pretty verbal and communicative, and I and he seems to respond well when I when I tell him what I like and tell him, oh, I want you to do that to me. Oh, that sounds great, and he seems to get off on that. So, mm-hmm. okay, I think good. so far. So, so I think he's um I think he's that kind of person. So, so wait, he likes to be told what to do or no? No, not necessarily like told what to do, but I think he. When he says he wants to do something to me or does something to me, I think he likes it when I'm like, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I like you guys, that. Yeah. So. You're keeping it simple right now, which is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ooh, objectification, which is not what you guys are doing right now, but you could work your way into it if you want. I don't. So wait, I don't understand what, what objectification means in this context. So I guess I'm gonna one example out. would be is pretending that your partner is an object, a footstool, a rug, a chair. The trick oh. to this one is to treating them as an object while making sure they are physically and emotionally safe. <laughs> You're a microwave. Now heat my burrito. <laughs> That's my fantasy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's your fantasy. Just be, be my microwave. All right. Now be a, now be a pizza. Pre- present me with hot food, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're cute. Every, what was I saying? Every time I... Not every time because that would be obnoxious. But once in a while when I tell B that I have to pee, he'll wipe off his face and say, let me clear a seat off for (laughs) you. Do you pee on him? No, not on his face. We're also like always out. You pee on other parts of him? I have. Not in a while. B, when was the last time I peed on you? Just kidding. He can't hear me. (laughs) I think he's getting ready for work somewhere out there. Um. Yes. Does he pee on you or you, you he just pee doesn't on him? pee on me? He would more. He likes to be objectified. He wants me okay. to get a cage. He wants me to stick him in a cage. Ooh, and, yeah. So we go to the hardware store, and I haven't found any good cages yet. Maybe get a really big dog kennel and put him in there. Oh, that's true. Like a brand new clean one. Or like a big, huge, like guinea pig pen or something. That's really the wire. only way I would feel comfortable. Give him a little a brand drip. New clean one. Give him a little drip bottle. Mm. So I saw a um, be a, my hamster. <laughs> suckle (laughs) suckle upon this please uh could be i never really got into hamsters though they're cute Uh, they're cute they shit everywhere don't they they're little rodents they shit in their little cage we're getting so far and away sorry (laughs) it's okay Okay. did you go to the pet store recently (laughs) Ooh. speaking of pets some thoughts about collars oh a collar has a dual purpose one, to signal to onlookers that the wearer is choosing to submit to someone. Two, as a symbol of when its wearer and their partner are in role. Many dominants begin their scenes by putting the submissive's collar on or, and end by removing it, a signal that the two partners are returning to an equal footing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing. I see a bunch of like teenagers and young adults like with the choker collar things. And I'm like, <laughs> like, it's so funny how sex culture and sex work culture and kink culture informs the norms mm. and people don't necessarily know it. Well, yeah, you can buy that shit at Forever 21 now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could buy. Yeah, I, I think Forever 21. I remember they briefly made like a crotchless panty crotchless panty i hate seeing saying panties but they made a crotchless one briefly i remember seeing it on their website when i used to shop through them and uh i thought well that's interesting let's see how long that lasts and i haven't seen it since because they are a christian owned operation but i mean a lot of strippers buy their clothes so i think that's hilarious um they have horrible customer service and i will never shop with them yeah i try not to buy from perev's uh anymore once in a while if i need something cheap to destroy the strip club i'm like okay here we go but if i want quality laundry no i'm not buying that shit um 
let's see, book roulette. What other, let's look for another section. Let's see. Does Jen want to learn about edging? Oh, what is that? Ooh, edging. I'm not sure what it is. Edging is when you don't let the person come or you don't let yourself oh, come. Okay, I thought maybe it was something you did on a Reddit forum to upset the snowflakes. <laughs> that, that, okay. That's like totally an edgelord? No- yes. <laughs> Jen, you're a shitpost edgelord. Oh, man. What? Okay, so what is it saying? Oh, weird. The page isn't there. I found an error in your book. Let's see. About edging. Let me look one more time, but I don't see that on page 82, and that's okay. We can cut this. Edging, edging, edging. Objectification, human pets, age play. Damn, we'll have to cut that out. Well, I don't see edging in there. Oh, well. That's sucky. Okay, let's see. So there's all kinds of stuff in there. Service, age play. It's a short little book with lots of illustrations. Ooh, you can learn how to tie someone. Gags. Gags can be fun, but they carry some extra risks. First, you must make sure that your partner has some way to communicate that they need the scene to change or stop. Um, I like using a two-hand, like a two-tap on B's back or like if I can't touch him, tapping somewhere. That's a good idea because my, okay, so my partner really wants to gag me with his dick. (laughs) And I'm a little like, uh, okay, I mean. Just let yourself feel like a pile of like slutty, messy whore and just enjoy it. Be like, well, I enjoy that. But I wonder, I mean, at the same time, I don't want to literally choke on somebody's dick, you know, like I, I want to be able to like get out of it, like if you'd like holds my head yeah you know, or no, something no, no. like because people get carried away so yeah ask and i'm say, like can how we... can you tell somebody to stop when you're like uh, you know <laughs> yeah say so can we agree on a signal and then think of something that's like even if you have your I'm, I'm showing my hands as if anyone listening could see them but even if you have your hands bound you can usually try to like you know something on the right. bed somewhere if there's not get a little ch- clicker yeah or something if you're gonna be bound <laughs> or a little bell or something that that's makes a little sound that's or... true if you have something within reach maybe um there's a squeaky toy actually here oh that's there's a good a... idea if you have a dog your cat get their squeaky toy no get a clean item don't use a dog toy i'm such a germaphobe get a clean squeaky nasty. toy <laughs> you're nasty uh get a clean squeaky toy put that around uh it says <laughs> <laughs> i literally let my dog eat out of my mouth like I'm okay with that. <laughs> and you say you're vanilla. <laughs> well, she's my dog. She, I let her do whatever she wants. I love her. Uh, so, and this is why people let people eat ice cream out of their buttholes because it's my boyfriend. I love him. I let him do whatever he wants. I wouldn't eat ice cream out of his. Uh, I would probably. He's got a cute butthole. Anyway, so if I if I <laughs> if we keep reading, it says if you're using a gag, be sure to agree on a nonverbal safe word such as three grunts. Uh, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> this sounds like me fucking anyway um a squeaky toy or a ring of keys that will make a sound if dropped oh that's a good one that is a good that is a good idea maybe hold something in your hand like above the bed or the surface or whatever you're on so yeah if it falls and then if it falls and then they're like are you okay and you're like yeah oops i just dropped it you know carry on it's fine Never ever use a gag that your partner could inhale or swallow. Any mouth stuffing must be attached to the part that lies around your partner's head with an attachment too sturdy to be bitten through. <laughs> I would prefer to be gagged with some tacos. I'm really hungry. I'm You're sorry. You're so hungry. You didn't hit up the snack table this time before we started recording. I, I mean, I did a little bit, but. Uh, so look up Janet Hardy's kink for the sexually dominant woman a guide for nervous beginners we have time for listener questions let's do let's do this one okay you want to read it yeah i often find myself with small but painful micro tears on my vulva after p and v sex i've talked to my lady friends and most say they have the issue if their guy is too big or something but my guy isn't huge, you know, just a good, just a good fit. We have been together for almost 10 years now. The amount and quality of sex has waxed and waned, of course. 
When we are having tons of sex, I think my pussy builds up scar tissue or something because I don't experience the same issue. But normal for us is about one every once every two weeks. And for the next few days, I always have to deal with these stingy tears on my vulva that hurts when I pee or even just move weird. We keep lube around if things get dry. Is this just something I have to live with when we aren't going at it all the time? Do I need to talk to a doc? Um, I would actually maybe talk to the doctor because uh, it's not that I don't believe you when you say that you think they're tears. It's just that you could be wrong. And sometimes pussy irritation can feel like little tears and cuts right. burning. Um, if your partner maybe has a yeast infection he's not showing symptoms of, he could be like just reintroducing it to you every time. Um, you could have thinner skin down there. I hate myself, but I can't remember what it's called. But sometimes people just have really thin tissue on. I, I mean, as you age, your pussy tissue, everything thins out. We all, you know, as right. we prepare to die anyway. Um, so that's why older people, elderly people tend to use um, lubricant that's prescribed for them. I remember I found my grandma's lube and it was very like medical grade lube. Whoa. When I, I mean, she was like 62 years old. I mean, I know I had no idea people got prescribed lube. Whoa. Why can't that just be over the counter? Well, it is now. I mean, lube oh. is over the counter Yeah, but now. I mean like medical grade lube. I mean. Because companies like that. making money. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying medical grade right. is better. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it at all. Medical grade can be very, very simple because it's like what the gyno would use. So it's not going to like necessarily last very long. But when I say medical, medical grade, it wasn't like she had like Adam and Eve's like cinnamon flavored, you know, <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> like I remember looking at the box and trying to figure out what it was for a few moments. I would go to the doctor and see if it's something besides just general irritation, because then at least you can rule that out. Um, I would say maybe use a thicker lubricant. Um, if Like if you're using a liquid one, maybe use a thick gel and then just have to reapply it more. And that can be part of your play, mm. you know. Um, I think a lot of people experience this, especially this was your issue, like kind of not the same, but you're like, I didn't have sex for several months. And then I had a weekend of hard pounding. Oh, right. <laughs> and didn't give myself any chance to like heal mm -hmm. <laughs> like in between that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you poor baby. Uh, it's okay. I'm all healed up now. Yeah. So we have a shorter mailbag this week, but that's what I would say to that. We did get a letter. This one was interesting to me, so I'm including it. This guy says, I was just severely scolded in the workplace for having brought up cam girls and porn last night with a potential client who was conservative and 56 years old. It was an SEO opportunity, search engine optimization opportunity. Mm. We had a potential client and an accountant looking to find more clients to do accounting for. We were displaying a tool we use to find keywords people search when looking for things like accounting or tax help and, quote, cam girls taxes quote showed up as a top paying lead so i brought up this might suggest you could help cam girls with their taxes to display that we might be finding a market none of us knew about before i had actually paid to sit down with domina franco about this and i believe she informed me how cam girls are looking for ways to do their taxes as a result of fosta and sesta that day, the next day, I was seriously scolded for bringing up cam girls the way I did. We couldn't come to a suitable way to put the topic to rest, so I ended up not working with the guy over it. I mean, if you want to pass shits. down money like that, you don't fucking deserve it. Yeah, we're not <laughs> saying that to the listener. We're saying cool. that to the person who got all fucking weird. Right. Because that's ridiculous. Go keep uh, keep doing the books for racist cake businesses or like whatever. <laughs> right. The fuck it is that. Yeah. Obviously, there's a need. Do. There's a legitimate need. Hey, friends. Do you get sore muscles or stiff joints like us? How's your skin? Is it dry, itchy, irritated, bruised or sunburned? If so, it sounds like you need some nabom in your pocket. Nabalm, that's N-A-E-B-A-L-M, is an all-natural skin and body balm handmade right here in Portland. Nabalm products use a base of organic olive oil and beeswax followed by an infusion of therapeutic essential oils, each of which provides all sorts of benefit. Oh yes, and they smell amazing. To learn more, check out nabalm.com or search Nabalm on Facebook or Instagram. Passion by Kate is an award-winning resource for women and couples who crave a more intimate, exciting, and fulfilling sex life. 
Passion by Kate's affirming writing, workshops, and one-on-one counseling help you create a new level of openness and intimacy with your partner without feeling awkward, twisting yourself into a pretzel, or spending hours a day on intimacy building activities. Learn more plus find hashtag freedom and pleasure at Passion by Kate, that's K-A-I-T dot com. Mention this podcast to receive a complimentary 30-minute counseling session when you purchase any Passion by Kate product or service. Do you have sex questions? Do you want help learning new techniques, communicating with a partner, opening a relationship, or exploring kink? Sex and intimacy coach Stella Harris can help. Visit her office in Portland or connect via Skype to take your intimate life to the next level. Learn more and schedule at www.stellaharris.net or follow her on Instagram at Stella Harris Erotica. Welcome back to Strange Bedfellows. Um, so I was looking online earlier and I read that Stars is coming out with the strip club drama. And I'm really like really excited about this because it sounds really good. I'm um, nervously excited. I hope it goes well. It's, did you read um did you read the description mm-hmm. of it? The Southern Fried hour-long drama tells the kaleidoscopic story of a little strip club that could and the big characters who come through its doors. The hopeful, the lost, the broken, the ballers, the beautiful and the damned. So and it like takes place in like Mississippi and I don't know Stars actually usually is like kind of known as one of the more like artsy premium channels. <laughs> so I have some I have some high hopes. Do you remember, I think I brought this up in a previous episode where I said I had sat in a bar with a woman who was so excited to tell me about the show that she'd been working on for this company that was coming to TV and it was all about a strip club set in the South. Oh, I wonder if this is it. This is it. (gasps) I guarantee you this is it. And I said, did you have any uh, strippers consulted on this? Like, you know, ones that actually work down in Mississippi. She's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like, fucking kill me. So high hopes. Actually, low expectations, but like hopeful Damn. like a Boy Scout. I know. We'll see. We'll see. I they, was all excited. You I'm know like, what? Oh. She worked on one aspect of the set, so it doesn't mean she knows about all the production. Hopefully they did. Maybe it's good. Do we know what it's going to be called? P-Valley. P-Valley. I think that's short for Pussy Valley. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> oh god i don't know i mean i guess though at the same time like i'm it's a good start i mean so now there will be there's going to be a strip club drama mm-hmm. there is the, the cam Girl movie like there's maybe there's just going to be more stuff and it's not going to be like a thing mm-hmm. it'll just be common mm-hmm. like oh this character also happens to be a you know, like a cam girl or happens to be like, maybe it just won't be always centralized around sex work. It will just be, you know, like we're normal people who right. work and live next to you and, and see cool shit and yeah. know a lot of your secrets. <laughs> that too. <gasps> yeah, we'll see. I would write the best fucking film. I would. Come on. Someone just give me like a bunch of funding. I'll do it for you. It's fine. The general public and how it views uh, sexuality work. There's an article at Oregon Live via the Oregonian, which is traditionally pretty conservative, I believe. The title is Sorry Creeps, No More Public Porn Viewing with that Starbucks Latte. (laughs) So Starbucks has said that it will soon block access to porn websites via their Wi-Fi. So they'll start doing this in January of 2019. I wonder if I will be able to log into my cam site profile to view or modify my website. If, you know, right. So I'm like, huh, what do they mean by porn or adult? Because I couldn't look up my website. Um, I was at the police station for that meeting, that community meeting I Mm -hmm. go to. And I tried to check my website because someone said that there was an error on it. So I said, oh, look. And it was blocked as an adult site. Oh. Yeah. My website, stripperwriter.com, comes up as an adult site, even though there's no nudity on there at all. Huh. Uh huh. But it's because I talk about full service and I believe I link to my camsoda.com um, forward slash stripper writer account, which is where you can see me webcam or buy clips if from my previous shows. Um, funny story. <laughs> I got a message from a guy on Instagram, a DM, random guy, and he says, Hey, I think someone stole your porn. They posted it on this website. Look up 
look up tattooed. And I was like, fuck, like I knew this would happen. All right. So I couldn't find it in the first 10 pages of the tattooed tags. And I told him as such, I said, if you have a link, that would be really helpful. You know, shot in the dark, just Mm. random stranger. And he sends me a link. And sure enough, it's footage from like two days previous that I had webcammed. And so I messaged the model coordinator at the webcam site where I had just done the show. I said, is this one of your affiliates? Because I didn't agree to this cross promotion. Or is this someone else? Turns out it was one of their people accidentally posted it on a different website. One of their, and they took it down immediately. Immediately. You know what it was called? What? (laughs) Tattooed Harry Milf Masturbation. Oh, wow. I know. I was like, really? You don't strike me as a particularly (laughs) hairy person. It's a political statement to have pubic hair for some people, for many people. No, I feel you. It was a big deal. It was a big deal for me to grow it back. Mm -hmm. Um, When did you do that? um, In my early 30s. Okay. It took me a long time. Um, And then for a while, I had that like weird before that. I wasn't like completely shaved, but I had it wasn't even like a Hitler stash. It was like a lot. Like a little skinny line of landing hair. strip, you know, they but call that barely a landing half strip. a landing strip. Hmm. Like it was very, very small. And then one day I was just like, you know, I'm a grown, I'm a grown woman. I'm in my thirties. I have hair. It's not gross. Mm-hmm. Like it's fine. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm you can grow be, back. I mean, like I don't want to look like a baby. Well, and like there, at, at what know, age, okay. at what age do we start growing hair? Usually is like 10, 11, 12. So it's like totally yeah. normal to have hair at, at any stage of your adult life. Or not, because some other people just really like it better that way. I feel like I have too much space between my clitoris to my belly button without hair. (laughs) I feel like it feels too bare to me. Um, And also the way I masturbate, like shaving is just not for me. Too much friction. Um, Yeah, I can't deal with the like the stubble part of that. I had electrolysis and it was so worth it. Like where I actually have a lot of shaving friction. Mm. against or underwear or anything yeah then there's this pastor who uh, is melting purity rings into a golden vulva sculpture it's not a vagina sculpture of course they got it wrong (laughs) i'm looking at this huff post article (laughs) and i commented i'm like it's a vulva but (laughs) good start so this is this tattooed pastor lady uh what should christian feminists do with their old quote purity rings symbols of a patriarchal theology that has harmed countless women Melt them down, says progressive Christian author and theologian Nadia Boltz Weber, and create something completely new. So she called for people to send her their rings for an art project. Um, purity rings apparently became popular in the 90s and the aughts. Isn't I, it creepy? I mean, doesn't like your dad give them to eat? Like, yeah. I think that there's like a whole like little ceremony you do where you your dad gives you a ring and then you promise not to fuck your boyfriend until you're married yeah. i mean that sounds like something you can find on pornhub honestly yeah it's handy <laughs> i mean it depends on the religion the sect the location and the level of conservatism i'm sure but it's definitely handing um one girl's purported purity from one man to another you know it, go, it goes from you, dad Daddy. dad to god to husband <laughs> <laughs> anyway i don't i'm not familiar with Ugh. uh bolts weber and i i would have tea with this person it's a yeah, queer and clo- a cool idea yeah wait was that the hot pastor this might be the hot pastor do you remember there was some one there was a female one that i was like oh my god mm-hmm. does she have dark hair she's sexy no she had kind of gray hair mm, this is grayish dark hair we'll look at <laughs> sorry uh she says <laughs> i really have a thing for those like collars yeah, you do like the kind of masculine, uh, lesbian, like collared, short hair business look mm, approach, don't you? Yeah. But you said you said you're straight. Jen. I am straight, but you know, but I can not, still, I can still appreciate pretty straight. Yeah, pretty straight. I mean, everybody's straight in like, practice. Everyone's very varying degrees of it, right? For sure, you can be straight in practice, and then. But like, I mean, I know sexy when I see sexy. That's by curious and fantasy. Yes, you do. She says that uh, the. She says that Christianity has not done well to the queer population, particularly in the way that they didn't treat the AIDS crisis. Well, that's nice. Somebody please tell her it's a vulva sculpture, not a vagina one, though. That's your that's your other step to sex positivity is calling these things the right names. Mm. (laughs) Oh, and then I don't know if Nicki Minaj pissed people off again because she said 
foolish shit about sex workers and sexual women she, again. What has she said now? Well, a I, few I, months ago, she had said things about women having sex for a couple thousand dollars and how she loses respect for women who do that. I'm like, a couple thousand dollars? I've never had anyone pay to have sex with me for a couple thousand dollars. Like, that would be rad. What? <laughs> Come on, Nikki. Like, who would pay to have... What's your price? <laughs> well, I mean... Who gives a shit what she thinks? She's fucking irrelevant. Yeah. Um. There's a Instagram account, Pussy Control. It's like P, but the U is an X. Anyway, they made a great meme. If you can, I follow them. Follow me on Instagram and you'll find them because I link to them all the time. I'm on Instagram at Stripper Writer. But they made a Pussy Control, who's a stripper, made a meme. And it was like Nicki Minaj from a video sitting on two other Nicki Minaj lookalikes. And the caption is basically Nicki Minaj is sitting on um, people who ignore her transphobia and strippers who ignore her horophobia um, because she said foolish things before. The quote from earlier this last year said that she says, I didn't realize how many girls were modern day prostitutes, whether you're a stripper or whether you're an Instagram girl. These girls are so beautiful and they have so much to offer. But I started finding out that you give them a couple thousand dollars and you can have sex with them. It's just sad that they don't know their worth. It makes me sad as a woman. It makes me sad that maybe I've contributed to that in some way. So the issue is that she has monetized so much on the sexual woman, like be sexual, fuck who you want. Like I'm going to write a song about jizz and poop. (laughs) Which song was that? Um, Truffle butter. Truffle butter is about the cum mixed with the poop when you butt fuck someone. Like, come on, Nikki, you're being ridiculous. You're being a hypocrite. Like you're talking about all this, like you can be sexual, but God, don't get paid for it. Respect yourself. Yeah. Foolish. I don't know. She doesn't really have, she's never really had a lot of cachet f- for me. Like once you, once you're like a reality talent show contestant judge, <laughs> I don't really take you seriously yeah. artistically anymore anyway. So I, I don't know. Well, you don't, don't but it. It, it's notable, notable for the women who follow her and will right. like, Spoon, be spoon fed this shit because what a weird again yeah, don't take shit from Mickey, Nicki Minaj no her. what a confusing tightrope to walk like you can be really sexy get a lot of attention for it um, t- have a lot of photos taken of you for it fuck whoever you want but don't get paid ew like what a ridiculous yeah, thing to God say. forbid you you expect to be compensated for your fucking time yeah attention. she's foolish so oh well another hero bites the dust <laughs> <laughs> somebody's hero bites the dust okay well this was fun Jen um, everybody again if you want to take pity on Jen's soul you can contribute to the patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows if you want to pay Jen she can give you some tips on how to look somebody up <laughs> maybe yes, maybe maybe if I, as long as I can ascertain that you're not like a stalker yeah as long as we can ascertain that you're not participating in thought audit yeah <laughs> All right, until next time. For more Strange Bedfellows, check us out on patreon.com forward slash strange bedfellows and become a supporter for access to behind the scenes material and extra content. My name is Elle Stanger, and you can find me at stripperwriter.com and on Instagram at stripperwriter. My name is Jen. You can reach me on strangebedfellowspdx.com.